You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'm leaving today. It's 9.09 on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy, he's Dick, and we are sponsored this morning by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And apparently they did a real good job over the weekend because the office looks clean. Well played, people. Well played. It's Monday morning. The weather is gorgeous. I know Dick will be having some uh, traffic and weather coming up very soon, but looking out the window... It's cool, it's crisp, it's nippy, uh, it's balmy, and it's sunny. And a high, I think, only in the 70s somewhere. I know Dick will correct me momentarily, but uh, good morning so far uh, for us down here. Of course, we chose New York, New York this morning because one of the headlines is uh, someone attempted a, a bombing of New York, and all intents and purposes, it looks like it kind of failed miserably. So, uh, yay karma. But anyhow, lots of stuff going on today. A great weekend. I know we were busy. Dick and I were out at the outlets at Conroe Saturday morning with a very special weekend production. Yeah, it was fun. It was a blast, wasn't it? Yes. Good morning, everybody. Did you see Santa? No, I didn't. I saw him. I talked to him, but I wasn't able to sit on his uh, lap and tell him what I wanted for Christmas. But I was. I have the feeling that Santa wasn't part of the Heroes Har- Holiday Harvest. Correct. He was part of the... So those people came out willingly... <laughs> to go to that, stay out in line outside and to go in that small little home? Yes, they did. That's kind of weird. Well, you never underestimate the power of Santa. Uh, right. Old Town Spring has a similar thing, too. They got a they, little... They must have, like, the best Santa experience <laughs> in the world for someone to do that. Well, yeah, because Santa makes your wishes come true. Hello, my Hello. young friend. Hello. But, yeah, it was great. Uh, got a turkey out of it. And they had so many turkeys. I really hope they were able to give them all away. We want to do a follow-up on that. Because they had just a whole bunch of turkeys. They had some veterans and and people in need showing up. A live music by Cheyenne James, who apparently... Nice nice memory there. Yeah, it was a good memory. Great singer, a beautiful gal, and apparently friends to many of my friends. You know, it's one of those small world things. I posted a photo of her and all my friends going, Hi, I love you! And they realized they weren't talking to me. They were talking to Cheyenne. So uh, the Friends of Skippy circle ever expands. And uh, so that was Saturday for us solo. I know that I went to the cinema and, and busted got laughing at the disaster artist. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Dick, what did you do afterwards? Anything exciting? Uh, on Saturday, I'm trying to think. I probably did something. Hmm. I know I finished up my car and all that kind of normal human stuff. And uh-huh. then... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, that's cool. just relax and uh, a little R and R for yeah. Dick. Nice, nice. Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. Spent time with my fiance. Uh huh. It was great seeing her at the the event on Saturday. We watched a Hallmark movie with Rico from Starship Troopers. That was oh Casper Von Dien. Yeah, I, that was the only reason we watched it because I was like, I know who Casper is. He's married to uh, what's her name, Catherine Oxenberg. I don't know who that is. Ah, uh, she was a hottie on Dynasty back in the day. Apparently, she's like got literally got royal blood in her. The actress, since she played on Dynasty, she played like some some princess. But then it came out that she actually was like some shirt tail relative of some uh, 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 
monarchy. I'll look into it. But uh, yeah, they're kind of made. They're both kind of beautiful people. Casper was in another. I was watching a, a TV show over the uh, over the weekend. I was binge watching a couple of things. May have been Blue Bloods or something, but Casper was in that one too. So he's still making a business of it. Yay, Casper. <laughs> no, I, no, this movie was old. It was 2007 when this movie came oh, out. Oh, man, in, in Hallmark years, that's uh, that's. Yeah, I was very, I was, uh, it was one of those random things where, like, what do you want to do tonight? And, oh, I, I no, I did do, I watched the Psych movie. Okay, I never saw the show, but everyone said I needed to. Well, it's just an entertaining hour. It's okay. like, it's, it's one, it reminds me a lot of the Hallmark channel where it's like they're, the humor is never going to go as far as in your face, vulgar or anything like that. They do a lot of innuendos that are really funny. Okay. And, but that's only if you're like really paying attention and it's kind of like it's just slapstick kind of humor. Uh, and it's cre uh, creative writing and the story, it's just about two best friends. So if, usually how I started watching it was all my friends, we all get together and watch it. Okay. Because it was something that like friends could relate to because it's about two friends solving crimes. Okay. The, the flavor of it, I, I was, uh, I grew up on, well, I didn't grow up on it, but I loved a burn notice. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yes. Though. And it, to me, they kind of felt like they, the, the, the flavor of them was, was similar. Like they were serious, you know, bad things could happen, but there was always humor to, to kind of keep it. Well, light. I think it, I, well, for a while USA had that, I called it the dime store novel TV mm -hmm. where, you know, you pay five cents and then you get <laughs> like an entertaining 30 minutes. Like and it was nothing more than what like, what you knew you were getting. It wasn't trying to, you know, change the world. It wasn't. I mean, nothing like that. And they had a bunch of shows like that, like all like Burn Notice, Psych, and then uh, there was Royal like, Pain. Royal Pain. Yes, it's all made. It had that Hallmark kind of feel to it. Yeah, I got. And since they, it's it's almost like, if, like ABC had the same thing, but basically it was completely opposite. It's like every show has to have sex. Every show has to show skin. Every show. That's what ABC's format was. And then USA was like, everything has to be clean. Everything has to You're be clean. Alternative. Like everything was clean. Even the sh picture of the, each shot looked clean. Like everything was too clean. I always felt like they shot in, in show homes. Yeah, like every it's like set Miami was, Vice. Every, remember Miami Vice when like everything was just so pristine. Don Johnson's white linen suit would never get a stain on it. Yeah. And it, it was just like, <laughs> what, what, so when, when they drive through all that stuff, they take a shower and do all this stuff before they start the next scene, right? Yeah. So, but I think Dick, you're deflecting from the fact that you have admitted to willingly and continually watch Hallmark Christmas movies. Is this a, is this a thing now, or are, are you drinking the Kool Aid, or uh, are you just trying to earn brownie points with your fiance while Christmas? No, we were we were sitting there. Uh, we watched we watched the site movie on Saturday and Sunday. She wanted to watch another movie that wasn't anything I chose, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then uh, I mentioned something to her about watching. Another Hallmark movie because I could do that because they they really are entertaining because they they're just so they bad. are I'm, I'm cracking jokes at I'm them not, but they are what they are but when I saw Casper in it I was like gotta watch it gotta watch this one because <laughs> Casper's in it and and surprisingly enough because she's like who's Casper Van uh, Rico's Roughneck yeah I was like Rico and she's like who is that and then I go well, he's probably only the best actor in this in this movie like he, you could tell and she at the end of the movie she's like you're right he was substantially better than everyone else in this whole show. Hey, he held his own against Michael Ironside. So, you know. That's th true. That says a lot right there. I, I always thought that Michael Ironside back in the day would have made an awesome Wolverine. Now, put him back, you know, in the, you know, back in the 80s when he was like. I don't know. I think Wolverine's one of those characters no one can truly be. Because, I mean, Hugh Jackman was like, he looked like Wolverine. Was, Wolverine's supposed to be like five foot two and, you know, really always a, a jerk. And Hugh Jackman is a. 
well, he's a pretty boy. He's very talented. He's very tall. Very, uh, but no, I just thought well, they, got, they got it in Logan. I, I like need they finally, to see they Logan. finally got it. I need. Well, it's to coming see to Logan. HBO, so you, you don't have to be afraid of that. If you have HBO, if you have access, I think I've still got like a month of HBO free or, yeah, or whatever. And if I'm still at the hotel, yeah. they've got HBO. So, so there you go. There you go. Uh, Sunday was Mrs. Skippy's birthday. Oh yeah, which y'all didn't up doing? Not a lot. She turned the big five zero, but you know, you've seen her. She looks like she's, you know, nowhere near that. So I like, you know, taking her out. Do you, are y'all? Is she one of those people that like you don't say the actual birthday? number oh no i'm totally jacking with her now every six minutes i'm saying well now that you're in your 50s you know blah blah because did you hand her the double arp card and be like we need to pre-fill this out before you know i'm too, too, too late you might not be able to write write by 65 she was kind of offended because with aarp with me like six months before my 50th birthday i started getting the car or the uh invites and nothing for her and she's kind of offended like what i'm not good enough so uh you know, maybe for Christmas I'll get her an AARP card. Well, we'll maybe, to, maybe it's because the the system doesn't have her in it because you enter so many things to get free when you hit 50. So but, like, oh, this guy's clearly the age. So we got to get him. Yeah, he's got it. I get my, I'm telling you, I get my, uh, what do I, I mean, pay? 16 bucks a year for AARP? I get every penny's worth. Well, of. I mean, like I, I always skew every online date thing. I'm like, yeah, 1901. That's when I was born. Why would you give me that option? <laughs> and their, their their numbers are totally skewed because of me. There you go. Oh, I'm kind of bummed that um you know nowadays when when I have to fill in my birth date online and you scroll down on the birth year, nowadays I'm having to scroll a lot more than what I had to to, to get down to my birth year. Well, you know, there's some uh, interesting things going on. We do have to take a break. When okay. we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about New York. What's going on there? Probably my favorite headline. Because I love it when uh, the government gets involved in this kind of stuff. A satanic temple was allowed to build something in the public space at a veterans park. Well, now the city government doesn't want them to build it because they didn't think they'd come up with the money to build it. And the the satanic temple always comes through at the end, right? I have no idea. I don't know what the number's on that one, but... Uh, Let's find out. So that's pretty funny. Uh, other things going on around town. Uh, this is a good weekend. Again, if you missed all the Christmas celebrations, there's more, still more stuff there's coming more. to Montgomery County. You'll see Morning's Lone Star here at ourlonestar.com and Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to take a quick, short break, and we'll be back after these messages. So stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C 
936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. New York, New York. Mornings with Lone Star, 922, New York. You sing it, Frankie. Dick is over there in the corner doing a kick line. I did not know you could kick that high, Dick. Have you ever thought about the Rockettes? You have? Awesome. I'm going to put in the application myself. So get ready uh, for a video to be done of your high kicks. I like that. Uh, yeah, we are celebrating New York today. New York uh, this morning, the target of yet another uh, event, apparently terrorist-inspired. Uh, the uh, gentleman uh, arrested, uh, a nice young Boston Irishman named Patty O'Reilly. No, I'm joking. Uh, a gentleman named Kayed Ola, or Ula, a purely guess on the pronunciation on my part. And this is what, uh, it's not really a laughing matter, but I am going to laugh about this. So he had a pipe bomb, pipe bomb in his pocket and it went off prematurely. So he got hurt pretty bad and some people got hurt, but apparently no, no fatalities. Yeah, no fatal injuries. So that's, uh, that's nice and, to hear. Uh, so, uh, well, more information will be coming out about it. I know a lot of people, I do know there's a video of everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so be careful if you watch that, if you don't like that kind of stuff. But uh, it will be interesting to see what the news is distracted with for the next, you know, 36 hours. 48 hours <laughs> right but uh but yeah so I, when you heard that news this morning do you do you think it was uh because what's interesting about when these kind of reports are released is especially in new york and especially since 9-11 happened there they have such a, a routine now like they know how to handle situations mm -hmm. they know how to investigate they know how to do all this stuff and it's always funny to me because it's like you sit there and think, all right, how long is it going to take to really know what's going on? Because ever since Las Vegas, I just don't kind of like no one really – no one – I don't know. For some reason, they don't like to release anything, I feel like. My personal sense on that is that if Akayad Ula was the uh, Las Vegas shooter, we'd have some more answers. Um, I think what happened with the lazy journalism around Las Vegas – it's that there were no easy answers. A lot of things didn't make sense. And the journalists in that particular story, I don't feel were compelled to dig. So how remember how I was kind of ranting back in the day, they need to be asking questions and forcing the, the answers and nothing. Absolutely nothing. And well, so I also think the Las Vegas folks, the mafia in a sense. The not powers that be. Like, well, like the, that area, they probably really had a tight rope on everything and and honestly i think that's why it's going down because there are some of those with different interests that needed those yeah. interests protected by saying listen let's just make the story go away but um hey uh, congratulations to mr ula for allegedly blowing his own pants off uh, i just uh i'm gonna watch the video just to see if that but alshed's gotta hurt but if you need it i got some back team there sir so uh give us a call and we'll overnight you some back team for your boo-boo that's all I got on that one. Uh, but uh, actually, something you said that you know, you know New York, they, they kind of have a, they have it down now, which is part of me is kind of sad about that. The other part is like I'm, I'm flashing back to England because the same thing would happen. You know, when we had the IRA bombings and that happened frequently enough, that you had it down to a fine art. If you saw a package, this happened, people got off the tube. Blah, you know, it was A, B, C, and D. It was like stop, drop, and roll. 
But shortly thereafter, that's when it turned and Sinn Féin got political. You know, they realized, okay, bombing is not doing any, anybody any good. And diplomatic and political solutions were, were uh, started as a result. So maybe, maybe, maybe we're turning a corner. ISIS apparently is on the run uh, to being forced out of its stronghold city. Um, I don't want to say Kabul. i got to remember which one. But um, it just... It, Obviously, can't keep going on the way it is. Mm. And maybe a corner's being turned. Who knows? But uh, thoughts out to New Yorkers today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for like the one thing I fear about these kind of things is like a domino effect happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's two ways I see it going. There's going to be more attacks. And then there's going to be more talk of Israel becoming, you know, having their, uh, Jerusalem as their capital. And somehow the news won't stop talking about that. And they're kind of like they're basically playing the game with with the public, hey, connect the dots here, guys, and stuff like that. But, uh... It... Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this where I keep an umbrella. The Jerusalem... Well, I feel like that's just going to be... that. That's my that's, that's the my ex- theory is what's going to happen. You're absolutely next... right. It's the excuse du jour to, to blame it on the current administration. I'm trying not so, to say this is a left-wing, right-wing thing at all, uh, but the current media is is looking for anything to wail on the current administration and this is something that was resolved uh, 22 years ago the the whole thing and i my sense tells me that if another president any other person but the current president had done the same thing they'd they'd be taking home the nobel peace prize today well well hmm. that's my thought too bad yeah. Well, okay, I know I teased a couple folks because uh, we have a couple more minutes here uh, before a music break. Is the Satanic Temple? Uh, this is actually a really interesting story because it's about First Amendment. It's about your First Amendment, folks. This is it in practice right here. Play it on me, Dick. So apparently, a veterans uh, park was going on around. This is in the town of uh, it's it's called Belly or Bell Plains Veterans Memorial Park over there in Minnesota. And basically, while they did the park, someone erected a two-foot steel war memorial called Joe in honor of the fallen soldiers in Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, Joe basically was a man kneeling with his gun in front of a cross in in this public park. So uh, the Satanic Temple said, can we please put our own two-foot memorial honoring (laughs) <laughs> you know, doing that kind of thing. And basically they had a little legal battle about it because they said this is a public park. You can't do this. You can't like – basically they're arguing not that you can't do it. It's just you can't keep us out. So they weren't saying that these people shouldn't be allowed to put this Joe on the thing. They were saying we should be able to do it too. Mm-hmm. And we want to, you know, give our – give whatever. Well, throughout the whole process, they got it. They got approval. Mm-hmm. $100 permit. And – Apparently, when it got wind that they were delivering the statue, the local Catholic area got real worried, and they put a huge protest on. And basically, the city council revoked it. They revoked the access. So now they're asking for $35,000 in damages, the cost of commissioning the piece. That's how much it cost. Because the big joke about this is the that was the they had said the, yeah, the city council set a minimum amount of what the the piece has to cost and they think they thought that the satanic temple would never be able Got to yeah. to raise $35,000 well they did and uh, so that's what they're asking they're asking for their money back interesting um i know i am not going to be mr popularity when i say this but i got to vote on the side of the satanic 
church people. Well, I think it's interesting that if you're part of the local town and this is what you're being, this is what's being spoken about. It kind of, you know, because we talked about monuments a mm -hmm. lot and about, you know, let the local people vote on what's going on. But the, the problem here is, is this is a federal park, I think, because it's a, it's a, it's a veterans park. So it's not a state um, park. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think all, all uh, veterans memorials are uh, federal. Are they? Are so, not? so it could be state. So I, it'd be interesting to see they uh, they they have a couple months to reply to this and uh, they're probably going to keep putting it up to the higher courts. That's that's probably what's going to. Well, there's something that needs to happen. I think that's actually why the uh, Satanic Church did what they did. And the same reason why the um, the gay couple went to the the one baker that they knew would not serve them to force the issue. It, it was it was political, and of course it was. Uh, and it. Sometimes to, 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 to get an iffy law clarified or to get a non-law put in, you have to do that. And so because of that going up the Supreme Court, it does go both ways. I'm really interested to see how this one turns out. Well, that's out. one thing I like about it because it's a perfect example of where those things should happen. Exactly. Like where that kind of dialogue needs to be. And I got to say the uh, the people who wanted to put up the, the, the new statute are playing it right because it looks like they're following the legal rule book. They're not well, going bonkers about it. They're, think, they're asking for actual damages. I not think punitive. also they, one thing I, did, I one thing that kind of alarmed me about the article is it didn't really say anything about what the statue looked like. Well, I'm pretty confident it's not going to be you know breathing fire and. Well, that's what that, that's what I'm thinking. I was like maybe if they didn't maybe if they did like to say hypothetical world they didn't have the satanic temple in front of their name as a donation. It was like Wellman's Concern Group mm -hmm. dot co company or something like that. It would have been a non-issue. You were absolutely right. So, interesting story. I like I mean, that one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how it turns out. Hopefully, we'll have a follow-up here on Mornings of Lone Star. Stick around. We got a lot going on. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock. We got a full Monday lineup, folks. So if you want to see more talk shows and hear more of it, check it out online at irlonestar.com/slash/show/calendar. Man, we are sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean. We're going to take a quick music break. So you're going to hear a couple tunes. We'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. 
start spreading the news. Welcome back. I'm Morning, Slim Star. <laughs> this got some coffee from Gone Rogue. Coffee. Walked <laughs> on a clean floor from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. There are our sponsors today. Special thanks to those guys. It's 942. We're going to hang out until about 10 o'clock. We got us. Hold on. Well, I meant like that's our next break. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I need to stop confusing the listeners. I apologize, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> it is 942. Let me tell you something. For the next like week, the weather's going to be beautiful. Really? I'm not going to lie. This kind of weather, when it was about 40 degrees this morning waking up, I didn't really care if I needed a jacket or not. It was it was sunny, so I didn't really care. And I was like, oh, it feels really nice. So, and you know, more and more I think about it, how great it was when it snowed here without the dangers of the sleet in this area. Now, I know there mm-hmm. were certain areas in Houston and, and also in Texas that were affected by it. But if you like, the first thing I thought of when I saw my car, I was like, great, it's going to take forever because people don't know how to drive on ice. And no, like there was zero ice the way here. And there wasn't even a hint of it. It wasn't even people like riding their brakes or putting their hazard lights on the whole drive. Which there is an argument about how you shouldn't leave your hazard lights on when you're driving through rain and stuff like that. What are the pros and cons? I mean, obviously, the- you know, what I'm talking about when yeah, you, yeah. But people, because uh, it's not what I. The pro of it is that it lets people know, like, you don't have to constantly hit your brakes, so you know where a person is. But the con of it is, uh, people aren't sure if there is a hazard or not. So they'll overcompensate and slowing down, wondering if the because guy they can't. Pa- they don't feel like they should pass you, right? And that also combined, if you try to change lanes, no one knows. Yeah, no one knows what's on. going on. That's a very good point. But, uh, but yeah, so I was thinking that about the snow and like how great it was actually have, I mean, that was a legitimate snow. Would you say that was legitimate snow? That was legitimate. That wasn't like the, the coating of, you know, whore and yeah. that's H O A R people get over it. Um, you know, the rhyme of frost R I M E look it up people. Uh, but no, it was actual snow. Snowmen were made. Snow angels were made. It was snow. Yeah. I, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm really lucky that we're really lucky that no one panicked. Because right, we're known to panic here. <laughs> yeah, one, one, one sheet of ice. Did I ever tell you a story about going to Abilene oh. when it snowed or when it like sleeted snowed that for like three days straight? You and I, may, was that back in the 90s? No, this was uh, 2000, probably 2008 or something like that. Okay, because I, I may have an identical story, but please go ahead. Well, yeah, I went uh, went to Abilene and I'll never forget. Uh, there, if you ever go to Abilene, it's like a smaller Houston. They have like a loop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I turn on to the loop, hey, northbound. And it was, I kid you not, like a graveyard for 18-wheelers. Like, I saw 18-wheelers upside down. Like, multiple. It was like ice road truckers. Yeah, it was like a graveyard of truckers. And I probably saw a total of about 15 trucks, either, like, just skidded halfway off. And you can see where, like, what's really cool about how big those uh, those tankers are. Like, they, they just scrape up all the dirt when they were crashing and mm-hmm. stuff. So, you just see, it looks like a meteor It's like hits. Superman's spaceship yeah. hitting the... And it was it was for the whole drive, and I, I I remember driving, and I was the only one on the road, and I'm like, so this is one of those things that you shouldn't be doing, Richard. Apparently, when you drive on this road, you end up over there. So I was sitting there going, I'm probably going like 30, going like, all right, what's going to happen? Because all these other cars are in the in the <laughs> dirt, so I was just waiting for the monster to come out or whatever. But now <laughs> it's my uh, my Abilene story is uh, back. When my folks lived in Albuquerque, and I went up there one winter time. Uh, my mother presented me with. Her old car, which is a Subaru, and Subarus rock, by the way, back in the day. I don't know if they still do, but they did back in the 80s and 90s. And I'm driving back, and I have to get back to Houston 
because it's like I had took days off. I had to be at work. So it had to be like a, a straight shot. And I go into the worst snow blizzard Armageddon in, in West Texas, in New Mexico, Texas history. I got to, I'll, I'll confirm the date. Now, unfortunately, the Subaru, the, the passenger windshield wiper broke, you know, because it got iced up. So I only, I'm going through. What will it take you to stop? Because I feel like a lot of drivers don't ask themselves that question. It's like, when, when will it become like, I need to stop this car? Well, I the, need to pull over. There were family members in Abilene. So basically I had to get from Albuquerque to Abilene. I was going to be there for like six hours and then take the rest of the way. When I finally made it to Abilene, I'm like swerving all over the road. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be ice and everything. I finally, we finally pull into Abilene. I come around, they, the family members meet me. Look at the car. The Subaru had front wheel drive. So those tires were great. The back two tires had been ice blocked to the chassis completely. They haven't been moving. Hadn't been moving. I was, I was pulling myself and the roads were so slick that I was just sliding all over the place. It was insane. I finally made it back to Houston. I don't well, know. Well, I made it out of this one. I made it out of this one. So that was my personal snowpocalypse. A little scary though. A little. And it scared and scared Skippy just a little bit. But, uh, you know, I want to talk about some local stuff. Okay. I know politics are coming about, uh, especially with, uh, I found out uh, yesterday was the day, the last day to file. Today's the last. Today's day. the last day to file for any position. Yeah, to to be on this ballot. This and ballot is when? When is this ballot? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but no, when is no this word. ballot happening? This hap this is happening in March. Be so this is for March. the March voting. Yeah, for the primaries. For the primaries, mm -hmm. which is more than itself. Uh, right, and for those of you who don't know, and it's easy, it's okay to 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 not know this. There's a primary election and then a general election. And the primaries for the people to where you select the one person from your party to represent the party. For instance, it's like Trump won the primary election over 16 other Republicans. Uh, Hillary won the Democrat primary over Sanders and, and a couple of others. And then the general is when those two go head to head. So the primary coming up is like uh, all the Republicans, um, and, and Democrats, if there are any out there. There are. <laughs> there are Because some. we're going to have one tomorrow. I was kind of <gasps> baiting switching oh. you over here. Yeah, we're going to have Stephen David, the man with two first names. He's going to be in the studio tomorrow at 930. He is running against Kevin Brady. Okay. Congressman, so it, I think congressional he, I'm pretty sure I read that he was going, he's a Democratic ticket. Stephen David? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. We'll find out. So I'm excited about having him in, because when I saw that he, well, that's actually why I think I saw him, because he said he was, being a Dem he was running as a Democrat, and those are always great people to have, because I'm pretty sure the the DNC local one here mm -hmm. is just a shell company, because I don't see anyone going in and out <laughs> of it. I think it's just like, oh, that way we can have our mail sent there. Well, you know, historically, armadillos so, uh, gather more votes than Democrats here, but, you know, the tides may be changing. And you did hear about what happened in the Woodlands where the township director, no. uh, a Democrat, won. Uh, there was there was a uh, recently was the Woodlands township elections and the director was. Now, do they have to declare what party they are in those elections? I feel like you, the, that doesn't no, matter. It, no, it's usually a uh, nonpartisan. It's like mayors. Mayors yeah, don't run on the. That's what I figured. But the incumbents kind of went on a Twitter and social media uh, campaign uh, about her opponents that, oh, she's a Democrat. She wants to do this and this. And apparently, uh, uh, early voting 
got the uh, challenger in, so the incumbent was in, unseated. So, uh, you know, just because you're in Montgomery County does not mean anything is a surefire uh, result. Well, no, uh, we do have a Democratic Party, and I did find them on Facebook. And <laughs> uh, they also want to remind folks the filing deadline is today. So that's pretty cool. And if you're a Democrat and you want to file with them, Mark Mayer in his office in Magnolia until 1 p.m. And you got the Republican uh, building just a couple of blocks away from us. If you want to throw your hat in the ring, there are lots of their judicial positions and uh, county commissioner positions. Uh, what would you say is the best source for all things local politics here? Because there's not like a website that has all their pictures. No one, no one really. There's not enough money involved for that yet. Right. And I'm surprised no one has done that. Well. Uh, the, the, there are voters' guides that usually— uh, Yeah, but like Tea Party people do that, though, right? True, but also you have your— Or, um, or special you know, interest your, groups do it. Yeah, you, your PACs do it, and the Tea Party. Remember, there are two Tea Parties in Montgomery County, and even they are the Sharks and the Jets. You know, I think you've heard, like, over the years, there have actually been two MLK Day which parades. One, which one has the cooler name? You got the Patriots Pack and then the Tea Party in Montgomery County. So okay, so the Tea Party in Montgomery County seems like the more national recognized one. Actually, it's a Patriots pack. Really? Yeah, that was the original. And well, it doesn't mean that they're original. I mean, I imagine. No, that, I mean that was the first, the the first one here, and then yeah, the, but that doesn't make it the, the nationally recognized one. Uh, no, but that was off. Uh, that was uh, with under that domain, the uh, Tea Party of Montgomery County was they splintered off from that group into their own. So they're both obviously Tea Party. Uh, they're they're Coke and Pepsi. You know, they, they have different views, and that's what makes this country great. You know, all views are, are looked into. Um, but it, it's going to be uh, now that once, probably 6 p.m. today, I'm guessing, is, is, is 5 or 6 p.m. will be the final deadline. And once all the—everyone's throwing their hat in the ring, it's, you know, it's going to be open season. Um, a lot of people have a lot of serious thoughts about Montgomery County, about the infrastructure, about taxes, about homestead exemption about uh, the water authority, so what, river authority. What can we do to get them in? Let them know we that we're coffee. here. Let, let them know we have Conroe Coffee yeah. and a clean studio. Thanks yeah. to Clean Sweep yeah. Office Cleaning. And let's get them in here because there's some... Well, um, I'm excited about having Stephen in. I really am. It, it, absolutely. Um, all voices, obviously, all political voices are welcome. And I'd like us to become like the official Montgomery County political you know, candidate forum here. Let's get a debate going in here. Let's get a candidate forum in here. I'm all about that. We can put them uh, across from each other. Uh, we can set the and that's the thing. If we put this on, we can set the rules of the debate. Like the only thing you can call your opponent is poopy head. You know, like uh, well, you know, my opponent here is a real poopy head of a Democrat, and it would, I think it would work. I think it would add a little something. You're yeah, giving me that I, look. Well, Dick. No, I, I agree because uh, with the idea of having debate, because everything I've gone to here, it re it's really hard to come out with anything with more substance of knowing the individual because unfortunately in Montgomery County like you have 10 Republicans running against each other for the same seat and every form I've been to they all answer the same way because they're all Republicans they're not gonna it's who know, can out Republican the other. yeah well it's not yeah it's it's that and also who's the best presenter I mean that's how that's because <laughs> because I imagine and this is what I my theory on Montgomery County when it comes to voting is Montgomery County doesn't really have a great turnout for voting compared to how many people are here. and That's kind of a nationwide phenomenon. It, but I, I feel like the voters who do vote here are voting with a purpose instead of like, oh, down ticket. 
especially during this March election, because that's the the bigger one. Because uh, a lot of cases, whoever wins the March election wins the November election. Pretty much. Now that, again, no guarantees, but historically and statistically, whomever wins the March primary will end up with the November position. Uh, now there, sometimes there will be an April. Well, there's a wild runoff. card. There's a wild card sometimes. Oh yeah, there's always a wild but, card. There's like always I said, stuff like you never. You know, me as an average citizen wanting to vote. Plus, I got my voter's card the other day, and I had to do. I, why? Why do they call it a voter's card? But it's not even. It's bigger than a card. <laughs> well, when you when you you know fold off the the perforated sides, it's it says not side. to do that. Does it? Yeah, it says do not do this. And I was like, why would they put this on well, there? I'm doing it. Yeah, okay. well, I, I, you're not the boss of me, election commission. I want to know. I feel like I'm doing because when you get documents like that, you don't want to screw it up because I don't want to show up like you can't vote now because you did this. I'm like, well, man, like, are you the guy that's afraid to tear the tag off a mattress because they say it's a crime? Well, I never felt the need to unless it's like bothering me. Yeah. Don't you put a cover mattress on your mattress? Yeah, but because there's a tag that says, you know, do not. Tear off under penalty of, of doesn't bother me. Why would I want to waste the energy of doing something that doesn't bother because me? Because you're sticking it to the man, dude. Oh no! I, I, I but actually, hey, that I, tag is for. I don't uh, like sticking it just to anybody. That tag okay. is for mattress resellers, by the way, not for John Q. Public. You are allowed legally to tear the snot. Well, out of that you're tag. allowed to sell your mattress back. To tear that tag off. You, know, well, you can't sell it back if you don't have a tag. You can. I, I, I thought you just said resellers. Retailers. Oh, okay. Like I was like, store or this mattress store. This mattress has been compromised. We can't <laughs> take it. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was reading this thing. A woman apparently uh, was trying to get rid of bed bugs, and she set her bed on fire. and uh, <laughs> The whole house went led, up. The whole house went up. So that was pretty funny. People. But, you know, to, talk, to talk more about the, uh, the, the forums here and, like, learning about these, it's really hard to ro- walk out with, like, real confidence of, like, this is what I – this is the guy I like. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is so the same. I, I don't know when it comes down to like on paper. A lot of it gets down to the best presenter, or sometimes the track record. Let the track record speak for itself. Whether you're the incumbent and what you've done so far, or if you're a challenger, what your history is for good or ill. All these are going to come out. Um, I have noticed Montgomery County politics take it. They, they take it seriously. No, really. Like, but it's it's so serious. I felt like I missed the boat. Because I'm like, hey, where are y'all getting where where are you getting this confidence? Like, where where's the information I can read about this so I know more about this candidate? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, what I'm talking about because yeah. they either know everything or they don't know anything. Because I haven't I haven't met a person who solely likes one person in one race. It's like they know everybody in every race and they know who they're voting for. And almost like I said, the confidence level is very high mm-hmm. for the people who are voting. So every time I see the total voters, I'm like, I'm pretty sure majority of people knew exactly what they were doing. So excellent point. I'm interested. So tomorrow, Stephen David is going to be in the studio, and he's Democratic running for challenger. he's running for Congress. The Democratic challenger to Congressman Eighth Congressional District Kevin Brady. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Stick around, folks. We're going to do a quick break here on Lone Star Community Radio. It's brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We'll be back. Make it there. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com 
or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. I'll make a brand new in ah. old. <laughs> By golly, Leo's going to have her say. She's going to. Conroe when Leo, Coffee. When Leo talks, everybody else listens. What Leo was trying to tell us is that Conroe Coffee makes some yummy coffee. Now, i got to talk to you about uh, over there, they got on the menu. They're like, ask us about our, our Cuban latte. So I've been asking, what's the Cuban latte? They won't tell me. But uh, so Taylor is the barista who's like specializes in it. And she's going to be coming in. And she said she would make me a Cuban latte just for me because I have no idea what it is. But because of that, i, I got to taste it. I gotta know what's in it. So, if anyone beats me to the Cuban latte at Conroe Coffee, I will get mad. But, but pop over to the studio and tell me what what's in it because I I gotta know. This is driving me crazy. Taylor's Cuban latte at Conroe Coffee. And that's what Leo was trying to there say. There you go. Good, good story. Yeah, that's <laughs> really good story. I'm really excited that you did that. Um, me too. So uh, yeah, so politics are in the air here. Like I said, a few more hours. Yeah. Oh, hey, Yo. side note. Yeah. You know it takes like three to four days to thaw a turkey? You know this for a fact? Like naturally thought, not like put it in the microwave and... But it, it like sick in the fridge yeah. and let it do its thing? Didn't know that. I was like, I, you know, uh, <laughs> Douglas B over there with the American, you know, they were giving out turkeys. I was like, man, nice. I finally get a turkey to learn how to cook it, blah, 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 blah. And then I went online, started looking at it, and I'm like, wait a second. It says, if frozen, all right, so how do I thaw a turkey? And then I was like, oh, it's going to take like... Oh, I guess mm-hmm. I'm not eating turkey today. <laughs> not today. I don't know. But I got my turkey in the freezer. I'll be uh, letting the family know that I got us. I feel like like Bob Cratchit. Yeah, I got us a turkey. Uh, oh, funny. So funny family story real quick. Um, um, had my brother, mother had a brother named uh, Wiley. My uncle is one of the best sense of humor ever. Uh, lived out in New Mexico near my mother. Uh, uncle Wiley had a, uh, um, had a career transition in middle life. And, uh, you know, so funds were tight for a while while he was in between jobs. And he invited everybody over for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. I can't remember what it was. But anyhow, everyone sits in and he comes out on this huge platter with this little bitty Cornish game pen. He's like, well, money's a little tight this year, so this is the turkey. And I was like, oh, it's okay. And they're eating this. <laughs> like 20 people are trying to eat this thing that's the size of a Coke can. And uh, finally he brought out the real, th- you know, 20-pound turkey. And that's the kind of humor he had. I really like that guy's humor. I, I miss my uncle Wiley, but that that was a good. I, I wish. Well, I could anyone do that, that ha- has the patience and time to put on a show like that, uh-huh. that's that's those are the people who I really because so some folks always go for the quick ones like oh you got something on your shirt oh got you good because mm-hmm. I do that that's a quick one but like the long term ones that take like ten minutes or more those are always worth it. The setup and yeah he was the master of that awesome guy 
uh, passed away, unfortunately, from the exact same thing that uh, got John Ritter. Oh, wow. You know, that aortic dissection yeah. thing. Uh, right around the same time, too. But uh, that aside, great memories Man, with this guy. Man, even the stories today, like you go up and you're doing good terrain climbing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, by the way, dead. <laughs> but great memory. Yeah. With yeah. the Cornish game in. I want to do that to people sometimes. Well, money's a little tight this year, so here's my... Just get like some chicken drumsticks or something. <laughs> get a four-pack from Popeye's. But yeah, so much for that. So we were talking about turkeys. So that event was really Sorry good. to interrupt you. No, but no, 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 the, no, no. The politics and stuff that we were talking about, I'm really Speaking interested. Speaking of turkeys, so those, Yeah, those, those who are listening right now have any connection, any person who wants to have free promotion, you know, because their egos need to be stroked, uh, let us know. Or if they may have something to say. No, they never. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to have you on the show. Uh, we're looking forward to Steve and David coming in tomorrow, and hopefully that would inspire some folks from all around the Democratic, Republican, Independent areas who want to run or want to have their, uh, you know, their thoughts put on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to have you here. Just contact the station, 936-647-3776. That's the message line. Visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash about us or contact us. Yeah. A little tab. You know, everyone knows how to use websites today, so figure it out. Figure it out. But yeah, help us become Montgomery County's official candidate forum radio station. I think it'd be really cool. We'd ask the real hard questions. Like? Well, that's one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. What is a hard question for somebody who's like, say we're, we're running for judge? What's a good hard question that could make this person, if they answer correctly, they're above the rest? Just off the top of my head, uh, asking a judge. So apparently Montgomery County, everyone knows everyone. What happens if someone you know is on the bench in front of you or is in front of you while you're on yeah, the bench? Yeah, but that's like a what if. Those questions suck. Oh, you mean like an actual take like the, the, the homestead exemption? And make it a, how would you vote yeah, on this? because that's kind of like how the presidents run, right? They're like, I promise to do these things. And mm-hmm. then that's what kind of people have to go off on. They're like, all right, so we wrote down his promises. Let's hold him accountable, whatever, she or whatever. What judge, I mean, can judges even make promises? No. In fact, quite the opposite. They, they, can, they can't make a campaign promise beyond, I promise to be fair and impartial. Really? Like it's, that's the law? Yeah. Wow. Because they can't give any sense of, I promise to help big business. Yeah. You, you know, well, okay, you just let big business know that, that you're in their pocket if they pay you enough. Or I promise to stand up for the little guy. Like, you know, uh, the station <laughs> being here for so long, I've I had multiple interviews with these kind of folks. And the only thing that ever really stuck out to me long term is just their credentials. Mm-hmm. And that's just face value stuff like, oh, I went to Harvard. Or I've been in, I've been practicing in Montgomery County for 30 years. Or, you know, those kind of things. Like, And that's the only thing that really stuck out to me. I'm like, oh, they've been here. They know the system. They clearly are educated. They're driven. That's really all, I mean, mm-hmm. good for you. Like, you're, I like you. But even then, it's like, okay, so for Montgomery County, let's say, let's pick something off the top of my head, a railroad commissioner, which has nothing to do with railroads, but moving on. Would you want someone who went to Harvard or would you want someone who went to A&M? See, yeah, good point. And there are no right or wrong answers. Well, I think but you need well, to we're, we're, dig seeing, more. we're seeing that here with the great support Sam Houston alumni are getting. I learned into more Sam Houston alumni in the area than pretty much any other school. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's it's either through interviews or it's through people who uh, talk shows and things like that. So it's kind of like the people who are working around here who are vocal, who want to go out and you know, either promote a nonprofit or anything like that. Somehow they have a tie to Sam Houston somehow. Really, it's kind of neat. And then Lone Star. So I, mean, I think because, I mean, I would say Sam Houston the past five years really went up a notch. 
Interesting. If I remember correctly, because they, they also did go up a conference on their sports. Okay. So I, that might, I guess that's a good I mean, indicator. Yeah, it's kind of like there's people growing, there's interest, and there's continuous interest in it. Now, I don't think Lone Star College is ever going to have a sports team, but. Uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Interesting. Well, yeah, so the, the word is out to political candidates or their representatives or the PACs, because you can be a PAC and, and you know, have, have you want to talk about your agenda. Give us a call, 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Leave us a message, or go to Facebook MW Lone Star. Search us out on that, or go to irlonestar.com. Let us know, or even email Dick directly, Dick at irlonestar.com. And let's get you on the show. Let's uh, let your voice be heard. I'm all about that. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be heard right now is Matt Lauer. He's still around. Well, is it, he suing yet? <laughs> What's he doing? What's the follow up? It, it really briefly, and it's kind of something I predicted. Uh, I was kind of joking around when this first went out and NBC was just, we were shocked, shocked to find out this has been going on. We had no idea. And so, of course, these cover emails are going out to the staff. We're going to find, we're going to have our own investigation and find out who knew what, where, and when. And, of course, what's coming out is they knew a long time ago, the, the muckety-mucks. And so it's kind of biting them. And NBC is kind of under fire for right, right now because they're launching their own internal investigation to let the world know who knew what and when. And the people who are actually like the top two persons of interest in this uh, are the ones running the campaign. Uh, that's uh, News President Andy Link and his deputy. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how that turns out. But uh, yeah, Mario Batali apparently is uh, the latest guy who says uh, who's been accused of groping, and he's a he's a chef. So there you go. And there, here's why Gordon Ramsay. The difference between Mario Batali and Gordon Ramsay. Ramsey's the one that like screams at people in the kitchen and stuff like that and calls them names. He doesn't hide it. So he'll never be accused of like harassment or something or being mean because that's his brand. You go to him. And have you noticed that that those who couch themselves as nice guys, that that's what infuriates the people the most. Matt Lauer passes himself off as a average. Yeah, I mean Joe. he's been the TV anchor for the Today Show for twenty years, and he's been wailing that. on people accused of sexual harassment. He's been oh, really, I can't believe you did that. And so that's what incenses people. But I'm telling you, if Gordon Ramsay was ever brought up on charges for, well, he he discriminated against me, or he hurt my feelings, or he yelled at me, you know what? That person would be laughed out of the court system because it's like, well, duh. And so, you know, living life unapologetically and and not couching who you are works out better in the end. In my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Especially, I I would say, we still have 20 days, what is it, 26 days or something like that till Christmas, or, or not Christmas, till the end of December. 20 days is until New Year's Eve. Well, I meant like to the end of like, to January 1st. Yeah. We still, I feel like. Today's the 11th or 31 There's still days. some stuff going on. Like something's going to happen before. Oh yeah, we, we, we literally have three weeks minus one day, or three weeks to the day before it's January 1st to have, yeah, yeah. Because you, do you think, or do you believe that the news organizations who write these stories and all this kind of stuff, who publish these stories, have a system to where, like, for example, it is December 1st and we're having our team meetings. Like, hey, I got this, I'm working on this article, I'm probably going to finish it in the next seven days. And I have my sources checked and everything. It's about President uh, Obama or Trump or whoever, big name, big, big, big name. When do you want to release it? And do you think they're like, okay, well, there's there's certain days that nobody's doing anything that need to see it. And that would either be when, like probably not New Year's Eve, not Christmas Day. Uh-huh. 
But like the day after Christmas or like the day before New Year's Eve? Well, the day after Christmas will all be about the consumers. Okay. You know, the people rushing into Macy's. Cool. Well, that's what well, the theory also, the reason I, I asked that, because someone said that when they release the big stories, but they don't want people to see it. Fridays. They'll release it on Fridays. Yep. And that's like a known thing, apparently. Yeah, it's called throwing out the trash. So, yeah. And so clearly there's another day that is the big day. So that'd be Monday? Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday is actually a really big news day. Okay. Because Monday is usually the recap of the weekend. Okay. So Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And so for as far as the year goes. Uh, we have three more Tuesdays. There you go. In the well, month. Between Christmas and New Year's, that's all the year in review stuff. So unless it's something, a story that like has to be told that day, uh, January 3rd, you know, the first Tuesday of a, uh, in the new year, that's when the new news hits. And everyone's going to want to be the first of the first big scoop of 2018. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's, that's, I'm telling you, they had that meeting already. I wish I could be in one of those meetings. I think if you either watch the newsroom on HBO to go or whatever the, the on-demand for HBO. <laughs> to go. Can I get that to go? Or uh, the movie called The Paper with Michael Keaton and Marissa Tomei. I think those are two of the I most. I think I've seen that movie. Wonderful movie, but it's, I think those are the two most realistic de depictions of is that media movie, trying to get it right. Is that movie he's like the new york tribune he works for the new yeah, yorker he works but they for want a rag he's they're trying to hire him for like the uh -huh. bigger paper yeah spalding gray is the guy trying to hire him for the big one he steals the story off his desk um a great movie it's about 24 hours in the life of a, of a new york paper that's trying to be legitimate and they're trying to get it right and same thing in the newsroom they're trying to get it right two great stories well we're going to continue trying to get it right here on mornings alone star IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. You are listening to Mornings with Lone Star with Skippy and uh, me. We are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee. They make, the con they make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com for more information. We're going to listen to a couple tunes, so we'll be back with more Mornings with Lone Star. Anywhere. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Break.
breaking news, everybody. The Houston Texans lost. In related news, the sky's blue. Did you see that video of the dude getting hit, the quarterback, and he, like, twitched and stuff? So he, like, spasmed on the field, and then they put him back in the game, right? Well, duh. They got to win. Well, once again, they did not lose. There was a catastrophic failure in the single objective of the team. The only thing, when people ask why they do that, I say, you watched a movie called The Program. The program and and look up on YouTube. It's called "Seat at the Table, Latimer," and it's one of the most incredible movie scenes I've ever seen because he finally got his place at the table. I will be watching this. Do you know what I watched over the weekend? What? Uh, I I wanted to find out more about this. Was it "Seat at the Table, Latimer"? What was it called? It well, there's a scene. Uh, it's called a program. The program is about a college football program. Okay. And it, it kind of shows the darker side. Uh, like what the players go through, the choices <laughs> they the make. There's a light side. Well, I mean, like some of them get glory, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, there's this, this, <laughs> there's this character named Latimer. If you have your Google search on, type in the program Latimer. Latimer, look, like Prince Vlad Dracula? Uh, V-L-A-D-I. Yeah, let me, I'll look it up just to make sure I'm, I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah, so it's Latimer, the program. Okay. And just look at what he does. And like, look at his, the main pitcher's, face because there's a scene where they uh they do the roster you know they have first team second team all that kind of stuff okay. and he, he finally gets on it and he just freaks and he uh this the the saying at that time was he got a place at the table like like at the dinner table because that means you're at the main table you know i gotcha uh-huh so uh yeah the movie's actually really good it's from 1993 sports drama and uh, yeah, it's good. Like I, I enjoy that movie, even though I'm not a real big football fan. But it, it had interesting storylines. It had good acting. They're young actors too, young. Because I mean, Halle Berry was in it. She was really young. James Caan is in it. Omar Epps is young. Uh, Craig Sheffer, Sheffer. Yeah, he's really know. young, and he plays the quarterback. Who like uh, I don't know if it's the story. If I remember correctly, like he was the second quarterback, and then he became the first string quarterback. But he didn't really like football. Like he wasn't die hard. Like the pro, he wasn't part of the program. If that makes sense. Because I think James Conn was the coach, and he was the one that basically sold the program to the players, like get their mentality into the game and, you know, it's the lifestyle and how to, you know, that kind of stuff. It's a really cool movie. I would check it out. I will indeed. So I'll yeah. check that one out if you check my challenge out. Yeah. So what movies do you see? Well, first I watched The Room. I uh, managed to download a copy of it. I will gladly send it your way. It is inarguably the worst movie ever made but much like plan nine from outer space which has held that you know the passion of the director you can see the story had to be told by the writer director star uh, of the movie and uh, so i watched the room just to say i did and then over the weekend came out a movie called the disaster artist which is written by so tommy Wiseau is the 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 creator of the room and his best friend is Greg I, I can't pronounce the guy's last name off top Sestro Sestro sounds good to me him well Greg after the room because it's the room's already several years old uh, wrote a a book an audio book uh, called the Disaster Artist where he's kind of chronicling the how this movie came to be and they turned it into a film uh, that James Franco directed and starred in and his little brother plays Greg so James plays Wizzo. And having seen both movies now, uh, you got to watch The Disaster Artist. I was at the uh, Cinemark, uh, uh, Market Street in the Woodlands, and my gosh, uh, they've changed. 
Every chair was like a, a cushy leather, bring the footrest up, lean back chair. It was awesome. It was the most comfortable experience ever. But everybody in that cinema had seen the room. So we can't breathe because we're laughing so hard at the disaster artist. Uh, James Franco, I believe, deserves an Oscar for how he nailed the Tommy Wiseau character. And in fact, the very end, stay for the credits, because at the very, very end, after all the credits, there's a scene with James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau in a scene with Tommy Wiseau, kind of playing this guy named Henry or Harry and making fun of each other. And it, it's it's staggering. Uh, they also have, uh, during the ending, side-by-side -side scenes of the real scenes from the real movie, The Room, and then the, the reenactments for the disaster artist. And it's... Uh, if you want a good laugh, a kind of a feel good, I mean, there, there's some dark moments in it. You, you know, every comedy has to have these dark moments, but just to see uh, how this thing came together and the, the aura of Tommy Wiseau and Greg, what's his name? Him. Uh, you got to watch it. So I will, I will send you over the, the video file of the room so you can say you watched it. And then you, I will no, go I watch. Mean, I've, I've heard about it. I listened to several uh, basically script doctor kind of things about how incredible this movie is and how it became about because it was made in 2003 mm -hmm. and no one knew it was going to be good and no one knew where Tommy Wiseau came from and then like three years later it became a cult classic where people were because the only way to see it was in the theater mm -hmm. they didn't make DVDs they didn't make any like you, you had to find their film reels right and then that that's, that's when it became a big deal and now today you can buy it on Amazon and oh here so here's the thing of uh According to the numbers, they cost approximately $6 million to make. And there's a funny scene in the movie where Wizzo is telling his friend, I've put in $5 million to this movie. And the friend's like, how the heck? How? <laughs> how the, um, but, um, and it grossed in domestically in United States cinemas $18,000. Well, well, because one thing you have to look at, especially from a producer's angle, is you don't – the risk of putting this movie out is hard because you don't know if it'll be hilariously bad and people will want to go see it because no one really knows that kind of audience. Well, he was the producer. Wizzo was the producer. He was the distributor. He wasn't the distributor. No, that's it only went to one screen, mm -hmm. his premiere. And then and he paid he, for that. He paid for it. He also paid for five or eight years of the same billboard to, to show the movie, you know, where it's him with his lazy eye doing its thing. Um, so, yeah, he funded, the, and that's a big part of, you know, where does the money come from for this? Because he actually shot the movie simultaneously with a film camera and a high-def digital camera. And usually you just rent those. Well, he bought them both and set them up side by side. And they're like, but the lighting's different and focusing is different. Oh, no, we, real Hollywood movie. The, the guy can barely speak English. Um, wonderful movie. So if you can handle these Hallmark Christmas movies, Dick, Oh, no, this is down my alley. Okay, so uh, you will watch it this week, and then maybe on Thursday you can tell them about it on the Ticket Stub. I mean, the fact that Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau is going to be, could be at the Oscars is the ultimate joke, and mm -hmm. it's a good joke. This isn't like, oh, let's degrade this art. No, like this is exactly what I think the Oscar needs to get out of this stupid, like Weinstein. I think that's pump. why it's going to go all the way. Uh, I, I truly believe that. And the ending... Did you ever see the movie Ed Wood, the Johnny Depp movie yeah. about Ed Wood? You know, at the end, it ends with them about to show the premiere of Plan 9 from Outer Space. And he's like, oh, people are going to remember this forever. And it, knowing that they booed him out of the cinema at, at the premiere, that's where it stops. 
this uh, disaster artist kind of ends the same way. It ends with uh, the premiere, but everyone, when they're realizing this is supposed to be a serious movie and then they start cracking up throughout the whole movie and at the end, when he's threatening to kill himself, the audience is screaming, do it, do it, do it. And he has a, I'm not giving away any spoilers uh, per se, but Wizzo realizes, okay, they're making fun of me. You know, my life's vision is, is, is a joke. And his friend tells him, you got to understand, Hitchcock never had a reaction like this in his movies. Because, you know, Wizzo wants to be the new Hitchcock, wants to be the new Marlon Brando. And it's like, these guys never got this reaction. You've actually brightened these people's lives by making this movie. And Wizzo kind of comes to peace with that uh, at the end where he's like, oh, you know, thank you for laughing at my life story kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I think Wizzo being at the Oscars will be a wonderful, it, it could be the one thing that kind of saves well, the Well, can Oscars. you imagine them asking him to be a presenter? <laughs> and I, oh, I can't Lord. really put my finger on his accent. No, that's the, whole, that's the gag. He says, he swears he's from New Orleans, but this is, it's Eastern European, French, with a bit of Brazilian mixed in. No one knows. That's, that's, that's part of his allure. He refuses to tell people where he gets his money from. He, he's rich. He's very, very independently wealthy. Um, where he's from, how old he is. He, you know, he's, he told. That's the mystery. Yes, the mist, the aura. And they're doing a new movie together, too, called Best Fiends, I think. Uh, Let me see. I, know, I saw it. Yeah. I, saw, I think it's already out, though. Uh, it probably won't do nearly as well. It'll be like a shock treatment, which is the sequel to Rocky Horror. No one will watch because the, the the original is just so good. You can't get lightning hitting hitting twice. But people, uh, you don't have to have seen The Room to see The Disaster Artist. I do encourage The Disaster Artist. Uh, it's funny as all get out. But if there's any way you can contrive to watch The Room beforehand, I, I encourage you to do so just so you can have the frame of reference. Okay. Okay. That's, that's Movie Minute with Sean with Skippy. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of movies. There's Christmases. I think Star Wars comes out this week. Yeah. So that's a big deal. I think you're seeing it on Wednesday, right? I'm seeing it on the 20th. My daughter gets out of school that morning at 2.05. We're in the D-Box reserved seats I've already got to uh, uh, sit on all the spoilers. And in fact, all the uh, friends of mine who have been spoiling The Walking Dead for me, I'm going to get my revenge Wednesday evening. I'm going to get my revenge. Uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at Ireland.com. we got about 30 minutes left in today's show. Stick around. We're going to do a quick music break. And then we come back. It'll be just you, Skippy, and me. Ooh. Ooh. We'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. 
Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. And find I'm king of the hill, top of the heap. These little town blues. It's 1041. Dick and Skippy I'll in the studio, slowly and quietly uh, sitting over coffee and plotting a takeover of the world. <laughs> New York, New York. I, uh, maybe, you know, thinking about that, maybe I should sell books online. Dick books? No, just books. Just Any books, books in general? Any books. Sell my novel online, man. Yeah. I mean, and then we'll do other stuff. That's how Amazon started, just with books, and now look at them now. We, we could be that. So instead of being called Amazon, we could be called, like, the Arctic Tundra. Well, Arctic is already, you know, you got those those. Well, that's tabs. Arctic, but we're arctictundra.com. Problem is no one knows how to spell Arctic. That's true. We, we, we got to dumb it down. Tundra. No, there's a Toyota Tundra. Dang it, they're taking all the good names away from us. What's going on here? It is 1042. I think I already said it was 1041. And a whole minute's passed since then. We are your Conroe morning dynamic duo. Uh, I'm not saying that Dick is Robin. I'm just saying that I've never seen Dick and Robin in the same room at the same time together. And I'm going to leave it at that. And by no means does that imply that I am a bat- I'm Batman. I absolutely refuse to confirm that. Because that would be dumb. Anyhow, Mornings with Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Yummy Coffee, and home of the Cuban Latte that I still don't know what it is, but I want one so bad, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. That's it for us. Dig is typing away. He's typing our biography here. No, I'm trying to come up with a cool name for our new bookseller. The Mr. Grubb screenplay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Don't forget, out. we got to uh, Dig and I are still working on that screenplay about the the ultimate Olympian movie about the uh, the curling team. You know what's funny is the Hallmark movie we watched, the Casper, uh, there was another movie on there that was, it wasn't the cutting edge, but it was very similar to it. Um, Ice Castles? No, it was like she was an Olympic skater and he was a hockey player, but it didn't play that major of a role. Like it wasn't like he trained her or anything like that. Champions Love Story? Not I forgot no. what it was called, but I just saw that. I was like, man, that's just like, that trope is, is always going to be used in the hockey player meets... But Big no one scared. did it like the cutting edge. I'm sorry. That that cast was just awesome. Everything about that was just so wonderful. That, that that's one of the permanent that's I have a few movies on my DVR that are tagged, you know, never delete these. And that certainly is one of them. Love that movie. And Skippy also has a thing for ice skaters. So there you go. You know, female ones. Moving on from that. So I'm trying to think if there's anything like new and exciting in the news today, anything that's happened in the last seven minutes since we last looked at it. Hey, so are you familiar with this Bitcoin thing? So, I'm, yeah. so apparently, when they first came out, they were like a penny, but they were worth a penny. But now they're like no, there. Uh, I I'll be honest. I think when they first came out, there wasn't an actual tangible value to it. Okay, it was just they're trying to figure out their own currency online. Okay, and but now but there's eighteen thousand dollars per coin. Well, then what happened? Like, imagine like a stock. Okay. And that, and more and more people started using it and using it in trading, 
And then they, they started honing down, like any type of value system, it started honing down what the actual value is of it, and especially what people were using to trade. Because one of the main reasons why it became popular was it was uh, not controlled by a bank. So no, a bank couldn't dictate, you know, what the transaction fees were or, you know, the exchange the exchange fee or exchange numbers. Because you know how, like, if I take my money and I want to put it into pounds, there's an exchange right. rate. Well, the, there's not an exchange rate for Bitcoin. And that was the beauty of it. I mean, there's some people who live just on Bitcoin and they figure out their life where they can. It's kind of like Apple Pay, but it's like Bitcoin Pay kind of thing like that. Okay. And uh, it, yeah, that's the way it started. And then I know I follow I follow Bitcoin for about 15 years. Is it been going it got, that long? I thought oh, it's it was been just, going on a long time. Oh, I thought it was a relatively long recent time. event. But there's so many. I This is me, my, my personal thought on it. There's I think a while, like 10 years ago, there was a big hack. And so the thing about the thing I never fully understand about the tech behind Bitcoin is how you can't counterfeit it. And a lot of the Bitcoin was hacked in a sense of it disappeared. So okay. there's there's a large amount of Bitcoin somewhere. Like mm-hmm. and like no one knows where it is. And so either someone has a hard drive, like that's how it is. Like some people uh, that's part of the reason people buy used hard drives. And they do a mass search on all these hard drives because people store the Bitcoin on their hard drives. Oh, wow. Now, do you remember not too long ago, about I think it was about seven years ago, they had the Silk Road, the black market Silk Road online got busted? Yeah. So a lot of that was purchased through Bitcoin. So one, uh, there's a country recently, they found out how much Bitcoin they have because they, uh, it's really funny because uh, the United States does not recognize Bitcoin as a currency. Mm-hmm. So when they when all the nations got together to shut down the Silk Road, the United States didn't care about the Bitcoin. They're like, whatever, that's not has no value to it. So we're not confiscating it. So this little country did, and they have, I want to say it's like a billion dollars worth <laughs> of Bitcoin. And it was kind of funny because their their GDP was some crazy number where their GDP would go way up or something, you know, something <laughs> like that, because of the because of the all the bigger nations didn't care about Bitcoin. But the, the scariest thing about Bitcoin is it really, it, you know, how some people say like that's not the value of our paper dollar is not there anymore. It's not backed up by gold. Right. It's basically just and when basically if we had twenty percent of the population one day wake up and be like this has no value to it, let's just start burning it. It would like collapse, same thing, but it's more volatile. The Bitcoin market is. Yeah, especially I mean, it's it's to get my cash, you'd have to mug me or, or rip me off. To steal my bank account, I'm protected by the FDIC insurance. You know, it's, it's covered up to what's a hundred thousand um, dollars. But Bitcoin, just one hack or one person getting your password and. They can transfer everything like immediately from what I'm gathering. It's kind of- no, that well, that's the beauty of it. That's where the benefit came from the exchange because it, it basically had everything you would think money today should be. Mm-hmm. Like instant payment. You know, if I wrote you a Bitcoin check, you're going to get that money within the cent button. And then also the exchange fees. There's no exchange fees. There's nothing like that. So uh, Bitcoin does have the potential to take over the world if more people got into it. Is there like an international Bitcoin, Yeah, like a Fort Knox of Bitcoin? Well, there's not Fort Knox. Or there is a, there is a body that judges it. Like the International Olympics Committee, yeah, the there international is a, there Bitcoin. Is, there, well, there's certain trade markets. But that's what I'm saying. They had a real big scare not too uh, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where it got hacked. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. 
it wasn't initially where it got hacked where the Bitcoin got infected or anything like that. It was more just disappeared. And so the market was really all over the place with it because they didn't know when you, when you take away, you know, 15% of something, no one knows what the rest of the value is because we're missing 15% of it. Uh, and no one knew where it went. And then it, it's something that's not tangible. It's not like a p piece of paper. So people leave it on their hard drives and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But really what it comes down to is the access of payment. Because if you can go to McDonald's and buy something with Bitcoin, that's when you know you're in a good situation if you have Bitcoin. But you can't currently do that. There are ways to exchange money for it. I was going to say, well, if a Bitcoin is worth $14,000, like, hey, can you break a $14,000 bill, please? <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't be like that. It would. Do, I bet the exchange rate would be huge because mm -hmm. that's always going to be there. Yeah. But Interesting. I just, uh, you, you know, I'm a nerd, but I'm not uber nerd, and I just hadn't fully wrapped myself around the whole Bitcoin scenario. Well, I mean, it was just uh, to me when it started, it was just a bunch of nerds, and that was the way they uh, exchanged things. So I, I they like it just started like World of Warcraft, maybe or something. No, and, way before that. Wow. Yeah, I see. I just figured it was a lot newer than it is. Because I think it started where people would uh, they'd use it as an exchange rate to buy certain things, like like c computer hardware and stuff like. that. Oh, not potion of. Invisibility and no, no cloak of might with a plus four defense. No, okay. See, that's where honestly I thought that's where Bitcoin came from. There's like the online, you know, buying the virtual stuff for a gaming world. Well, sh shut my mouth and call me shorty. I had no idea. Now I know. Okay, so uh, it did happen. Bitcoin came became official in 2009. But in the years leading up to that, it's been like, well, even 2009, I mean, that's, what, eight years ago, mm -hmm. uh, al almost nine years ago. So, yeah, it's, it's been around there for a while. Well, see, like uh, looking at statistics, uh, they have a, a, a deal. So there, uh, just to give you an idea, in one month in 2016, over 10 million transactions were caused and used as Bitcoin. 10 million? 10 million transactions using Bitcoin. In, you, say, you, one month? In one month. Wow. So people, that's what I'm saying, a lot of people don't see where you can do it yet because it's not mainstream, but there are people doing it. Does Bitcoin fund the dark web that I keep hearing about? Yeah. I, I keep oh, hearing, yeah. On TV shows, yeah, I went on the dark web and found this. Is that like an extra W, like www.irlonestar.com, and that would take you to the dark web version of our website? I wonder... What is the dark web? Anyone, anyone know what this is? Well, the dark web, I mean, if you want to look at it as in simplistic terms, it's like a it's like a gated community on the internet. But how do you get there? You just have to I mean, know, at least I can you see have to know game. a person, you have to know the password and you got to know the URL and you got to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to go well, in the certain dark areas. Web. Like I know like the dark web, like certain forums and things how it works is you have to put in work to get work, like to get something back. Okay, bartering, I Bar get like, that. Well, you know, it's more of like your avatar is a value. So if you go and you're like, hey, I did this, this, this work for you, I get plus 15 to my ballot, to my avatar. And you just keep going. And then you can, similar, I mean, and then you can, you have prestige level and things like that. Okay. Like, like for example, one uh, network I knew I wasn't part of, but it was about exchanging live music. Because, you know, like the Grateful Dead, they allowed their people to go, allowed the normal person to go and record the music. And that music now has been digitized. So what these, these networks would do is they add a value to it. So if I hosted 20 Grateful Dead CDs and I, you downloaded them or I shared them, I get a value for it. 
I get a, I get a, I get a, you know, a currency or something. Well, that goes back to the old days of Napster. Yeah. So like what I could do with that currency is I could go to you and say, Hey Sean, you have this really rare recording of Simon Garfunkel. It's, they recorded in a home and there's, you know, it's right there at the time. Of, you hear a toilet flushing. In the yeah. Corner. Like they had, you know, something like that. And then they're like, well, that costs 20, 20 points. And so I have to gain 20 points by sharing something. And then I can spend it on because like no one's there for free, basically. Okay. And, but it's not real money. It's just kind of like if you really want a rare recording, you have to work for it. Well, um, somewhere I have an avatar. A long time ago, I played Pirates Gold. And I think I got my pirate captain up pretty high up. Can I use that as my avatar to get on the dark web? Well, I was Captain it, Skippy. Yeah. I mean, there's different. It's kind of strange. Like one of the strangest games that I didn't really uh, I didn't really understand. It was I think it's called E EOE Online. I'm trying to think of what it's called. EA? No, it's a ship game. Basically, it's like uh, it's I'm going to it's going to come into me. Uh Basically, you're like truckers online, and the currency you can buy in-game currency, and it became such a big game for like because it kept going for ten plus years. The currency actually had value to it at one point, so people could sell their in-game currency for real currency. Interesting. I forgot what it was called though. Very interesting. That sort of kind of reminds me of uh, back in the mid '90s. I played this game called Majestic. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it was a, it was kind of like the game where, you know, you, you bought the software, you put it on your computer, but then the game, it was a story game about this huge global conspiracy, but it would send you to real websites or not only websites they set up, but you'd actually go to the real CIA website. It was EVE. EVE. Okay. Online. But if you look at Majestic Online, that was awesome because they would actually have where they would call your house and you give your number. And this recording, and I remember it freaked out my wife at the time because I was near the end. And so they started, they called the house and I didn't tell her I was playing this game. And she picked up the phone and there's this mysterious voice going, you're getting too close. We are going to kill you and your family if you don't back off. And she's tripping out. I'm like, no, 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 it's a game. It's okay. Um, and they never, that was a really good game. I wonder if they ever like followed it up or did something because, uh, or if they could even financially maintain it. Because like I said, they did calls, they did personal emails. And uh, uh, they, their staff must have been huge to be able to handle the the emails and the and the texts that you would get. Uh, I want to find I want to find that out. Majestic Online. If anyone's still playing it, let me know if it's still out there. And uh, so, well, good. Well, that was our Geek Hour, brought to you by Dick and Skippy on Mornings with Lone Star. Yeah, I just want to let people know we do have to keep going right now because coming up next is we have the Weekly Business Hour with Rick Schuster. So we got to jump ship right now. Bye. See you guys later. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. You can hear the show on podcasts and YouTube if you're just now joining us. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We do have a special guest. Special guest tomorrow. That's right. That's right. The guy who's running for the Democratic Party. Stephen James. Uh, it's for Congress. Stephen James. Oh, no. It's Stephen David. Stephen David. Thank you. He'll be with us. Join us tomorrow. Some more, more stuff about that coming up tomorrow. We'll see you later. Our longing to stray right through the very heart of it. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream. 
and on replay on podcast channel 12's our city tv and conroe or channel 21 kvqt in houston and of course their youtube channel this production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by lone star community radio have a question regarding this program or other lone star community radio shows want to sponsor or start your own show call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.